This week on the Push Pullers podcast, we talk about what's going to be our last session before lockdown two. And the best topic we've got going to lockdown, what is the best sandwich? Three, two, one, and we're back in the bunker, mate. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. Do you mean the Push Poor Legs bunker cast? What did I say? Podcast. It's the bunker cast now. Might as well be. Oh, I see. Or would that, that not just... count until next week? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> bunker cast just... tw- 24, this the next one will be. Oh, next oh, I can't do it anymore. I just can't. I'm just so frustrated. Oh. Any of our international listeners, we're going into not a full-blown lockdown or everybody around the country. Yeah, we're going into lockdown on Thursday. Tomorrow, if you're probably listening to this, you haven't realised. Um, yeah. So it's, it's be... just painful, man. Like, so I just... the, what is it? It's meant to be the 2nd or 3rd of December we come out? Meant to be. Yeah, he's pr- I mean, he's promised, hasn't he? But then, you know, but like, a yeah. politician's promise. I feel like it's going to go p- f- past that. And it's just going to be like, so people can mix around for Christmas a little bit. Then we'll have to go straight back. In but yeah, I've worked it out. So look at this. But obviously, this is lockdown. And then, um, so obviously, the furlough systems come straight back in. Which, by the way, all the tier three people must be super pissed because they were all obviously on that 66% lark thing. So they all negotiated all of that kind of thing. And then they're like, oh no, we're all going back to the furlough. They're like, oh, <laughs> um, so 80% wages, all that kind of thing, back on, crack on. Um, but so I amazingly uh, put my holiday in just after the last lockdown because I got my holiday, some of my holiday taken away from me because I get a little bit more than most. And uh, so I was like, fuck that, it's not happened to me again. So I put it in and uh, I took, obviously I took some holiday for the last week because uh, it was my birthday. So I had yeah, a whole week of that. And then I, I've taken two weeks back from the 31st. So I think my official last day is about the 14th or 15th of December. Um, obviously I've worked these two days I think I've worked out that I'm only actually in work nine days I think in third space nine days for the rest of the year that's based off if we come out of lockdown at the same time at the right time it's crazy huh? that's crazy and I was just I just thought about it when I like came out and I was just like what that's that's mental I was like we're just it's like the second of November it's bonkers mm. I could only be in work for yeah under ten days um, I mean, great, but <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be oh, bored out. I just feel like I just feel like I'm I'm so frustrated, and I haven't really talked about it much on like Instagram and stuff because I just don't think it's really the place. Whereas a podcast maybe is a bit is the place, <laughs> um, but I, I just can't help but feel like I like I posted on Instagram. It's kind of like the PTs that just do like vegan, then do keto, then do like you know block periodization, then they do all sorts of plyometric drills with their clients. They just change and chop and change everything all the time. And it feels like they're just making very reactive decisions. It's like, no shit, the cases were going to go up when we came out of a lockdown and you, you told people they could mingle again. No shit, they're going to, mate. You should have predicted that, number one. Number two, well, guess what? Like, they're going to have to go up at some point. You can't just live in lockdown forever. 
like they're gonna have yeah. to to go up and like and like i said like this is coming from a place where like my dad is like like i said he's, he needs to shield like he literally can't see people because he, he'll just die right but even speaking to him on the phone he was like this is stupid he's like why are they stopping the people who are between the age of 20 to 40 from running the country because they're the ones that keep the economy going he's like why like why not just shield me i'm okay with that i, I wouldn't be wouldn't be bothered well it's just like i just don't get it it's just it's just the, the average age of is this is this true that the average age of deaths in the uk is 81.6 uh-huh there's something stupid like that it's literally like i mean if you're and, under the age of 65 and you don't have any pre-existing medical conditions the chances of you dying from it are like 0.06 or something stupid percent and it's like it's less than 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 most other illnesses it's just a bit like i, I don't know the exact it, facts but, i don't know yeah. the exact data i don't know the exact shit like that don't get me wrong i'm not claiming to <laughs> the whole point of the first the whole point of the first lockdown was like we don't know what could happen with this it's dangerous right yeah but i can't help but feel now when you look at the data and when the government are like oh yeah we're just going to go off the science off the data i'm like well you're obviously not though are you like, i saw a great post from someone um and it was saying how they predicted in the UK that they 4,000 deaths a day. They were like, if we carry on as way we are, we're going to get to 4,000 deaths a day. The peak that America ever had in a day was 2,170. And that's America with the amount of people they've got in that country. Right. And it's just a bit like scaremongering. And like, I don't, I'm not like, I'm a pretty, I like to think I'm a pretty logical, sane person, but you can't help but think that some of these conspiracy theories that you hear and you're like, actually, actually like what are they doing like why why are they doing that and like you hear some wild claims like i saw one video today and it was like basically how they're saying they want everyone to live off the state they want to be given handouts on furlough so that they can people feel desperate they need the state they need the government all this sort of stuff and i was like mm. i mean i doubt the tories want to hand that money for free that's not really no, their, their manifesto really thing, but, but <laughs> um you know they every time they're in power they, they cut everything but but at the same time like i can't help but think like there's there's just a lot of people just following what other countries are doing without actually questioning it and, and without actually thinking is this the right thing to do because i think people are starting to cotton on now that actually hang on a minute a lot of the people that again as bad as it sounds who are dying from it are, are kind of close to dying anyway that's kind of why they're dying from it it's like almost accelerating it a bit and i just think it's again i know that every life's important and stuff like that but there comes a point where you've got a question you know people losing businesses losing is that a life are they gonna are they gonna lose a life effectively from doing that uh, and have to live through it and all that sort of shit i don't know like that's what's frustrating me is like seeing friends that own businesses that are being just absolutely decimated like again I, it doesn't affect me on a personal level hugely hasn't hugely affected me again the third space with a bit of luck will still be there because it's a big company when you go back but there's some smaller companies that are just you just think like that's someone's life and soul going into that and they're just destroying it for what like for for again like, as bad as it sounds it's like just shield the people that are, are vulnerable make sure that they're okay spend the billions of pounds you put into furlough into looking after those people like round the clock care you know round the clock coverage testing all the people that go and see them I don't need a test. I don't need to worry about it, really. The, the, you know, the odds would suggest that I'll be all right. I just get so frustrated with it. And the, the, the thing that capped it for me was when that woman from Barnsley, the one that went viral, the old woman, she was just like, I've not got many years left. Why do I want to be stuck in my home for a year? 
She's like, yeah. I'll take my risks, whatever. I'll do all, you know, all this sort of stuff. She's like, why are you ruining young people's lives? Like, you're ruining everything and ruining the economy and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, eh, enough about it. It's just fucking. <laughs> but anyway, we're going into lockdown, so we might as well look at the stuff that's happening. I mean, by the time this comes out, um, we also have a new leader over in the US, or the same one. I mean, we can all oh, hope and pray. <laughs> we can hope and pray for Mr. Biden um, to come through. No more MAGA, please. So that'd be that'd be good when that happens. Obviously, it's happened, hasn't it? Great. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's the, we're doing a show the night before, and you're like, oh, yeah, what's going to happen in the next 12 hours? Um, yeah, you don't know. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get through that. I mean, Trump's bonkers isn't he so um he's probably claimed he's probably claimed he's already won hasn't he or something like that yeah, yeah I, just, I just watched uh, his uh, thing on cnn obviously cnn isn't exactly uh the most republican uh well, completely democratic but um <laughs> republican news channel can't watch fox that's insane but they were just like yeah we're fact checking this that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong i just the thing about him it's just he just it's all about him and it? it's just like i could have done this yeah. i could have done, done this it's like all right mate jesus christ but anyway um dan should be jealous because i've got my fanta berry mm. is Good it blueberry right, or is it just berry it's the uh the one of choice it's berry flavored soda with natural so i think it's several berries so by the looks of it it's got raspberry and blueberry maybe strawberry in there um i can't really there's a sticker over the thing so have a look talk amongst yourselves yeah okay i'll just, just keep <laughs> chatting away i just love i don't know what it is i don't know why it's this way but why are foreign countries or why do foreign countries have the best drinks this, i mean like i've, had, I've just had a i just had a, a taste and it does taste good. But I can't imagine that. Uh, the, uh, the thing I find really weird is I can't imagine people in other countries coming to the UK and going, oh, they've got so much better sweets and sodas than us. No, you don't. No, we don't. We, we don't. We've, like, we've got better chocolate. I put we that do have best, We do have the best we, chocolate. I, we do I, have I, I great chocolate um, and but, variety of it. But yeah. when I go abroad, cereal and diet drinks or just even sugary ones, they're just better. They're just better. They are. I've got some fruity pebbles as well. I've got loads of cereal for my 30th as well <laughs> one of my sisters basically just gave me about seven eight boxes of random cereals so I'm oh isabel tried the sour patch kids oh really yeah good she really really like them they're oh, awful nice. they taste awful. <laughs> they taste like i've not tried them so yeah they yeah. taste they taste like refreshers oh no that's not good you know like the, no, what's the <laughs> yeah yeah it's refreshers like the sherbetty like oh not good but she eats them without milk. She just eats them on their own. Like, just oh, really? like yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Um, uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that, I have to say. <laughs> as long as they're not no like way. the like Palma Violets. That's one of the worst sweets in the world. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, just that yeah, sherbetty but... taste. Not good. As the kids love that, though. They do. They do. They do. I don't. <laughs> You're an old man. Mate, I, so. I didn't even when I was a kid, though. I never really was a big fan of sherbet stuff like that. It wasn't my bag. No, same. I'm much more of a. I go towards chocolate than than sweets. I would say, yeah. thousand percent. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, great. Definitely. Um, but we've got to we've got to talk about a few things. Um, I guess just pre-lockdown. I guess we have to give advice on this kind of thing. What we can do better. What we did in the last one. I mean, it's lockdown too. So you've had all of the. I mean, from a PT business standpoint, if you didn't think this was coming again, then yeah. 
I'm not even preparing for this. The <laughs> last <laughs> no, no. one was to prepare. We for said, it. right, and I'm sure you did a podcast saying that the, the best time to become an online trainer was three years ago. The next best time is today. And that was yeah, our last yeah. podcast. And the same <laughs> thing stands today. The last best time to do it was the last lockdown. The second best time is now. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, right, Mark Edwards. I, I predict I'm going out on a limb and saying February, March time we're going to get another one of these. Oh, mate, this is going to be kicking the can down the road with it. That's yeah, what I mean. It's on and that's off. Why it's, that's why it's so frustrating. That's why so it's so frustrating because it's so, just the same so shit. So just think from a business standpoint, this is what we're going to do. Get your clients on board, that kind of thing. That's what's going to happen. So start making little projects, especially like look at the time I've got. I'll probably have to do a little bit more projects. We've, we're having to push stuff. So this has fuck, totally fucked us in the PTC because we were meant to be in Nottingham all week filming and new courses and guess what the launch dates then have to be put that pushed back by like two or three months mm-hmm. so you want to adapt but we have to adapt to it so the there'll be other changed. exciting stuff the thing the thing now i would say is the world's changed and like laura said this to me we were walking past the pub earlier on the way to the school and she said that it's a local pub that's known and they said they were asking everyone to go in before lockdown to buy drinks or to, to, to you know, use the, the pub so they can survive and they can get through some yeah. of their stock that maybe would have gone bad or, or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it makes sense. But I said as well, people need to understand that times are changing. Like people don't go to pubs as much like pubs were dying in industry before this kicked off. It's like, this is just accelerated things that maybe were going to happen anyway. And I think there's just this massive shift in our culture that is, has been accelerated by, by the pandemic and certainly has, has accelerated the technological age, I suppose, and yeah. from that point of view. And I just think you have to be realistic and understand that just, this is something now that will dominate global news for the next three to five years. Whether it's this, whether it's this problem we've got now or whether it's the, the fallout from it or whether it's the next one. But do you really think now, whenever there's a breakout of a disease, whether it's a known one or not, that there's not going to be some sort of reaction to things? Because they've almost set a benchmark now with it where and and this is again fright frightful thinking but i think people now will be aware or more aware of biological warfare going forward yeah. people will realize you don't need to bomb a city anymore <laughs> just create a dodgy virus that they can't work out how to contain like and as daft as it sounds it's like this this is something that could could be more of a thing if you see the reactions to, to this one Ah, again, it's it's frightful to think that, but that's the world we could live in in the future that you have to be aware about and think. Right, how can I future-proof my job so that I, you know that that sort of thing maybe won't affect it as much? Like as, as weird as it sounds, it's accelerated things. And I saw um, I saw Suk's Instagram story today. Suk Sidhu, and he said he got asked a question: What do you I, think? I saw was this on employment? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. You know, what do you predict is the, one of the biggest changes going forward in the fitness industry? And he said within the next 10 years, you will see that online coaching will employ more trainers than are currently being employed in like gyms and stuff. Um, yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's just reducing that face-to-face contact with people. It's, it, it's just, it's going to happen. It's certainly some something we've talked about in PTC world. Yep. In, in terms of me it's not, having a it's little, not saying a little, that PT's dead. It's of, like, no. you know, I'll have a band of trainers underneath me. I'm doing their stuff for them so they, they know who they're coaching, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. And that's, especially if, if we end up doing that kind of model, we'll be like, yeah, the quality is going to be good because I'm an overseer and then there'll be people underneath me who basically go to clients and, and I just oversee that. Doesn't mean it's just a, just a way of doing it. Yeah. 
especially essentially what you're doing as well right you're taking on coach taking on a coach mm-hmm. yeah that's what's going to happen um i mean yeah even at a gym first base the obviously marlebone at it's peak what do we have 15 trainers yeah i'd say so wouldn't it? so and peak memberships at 1400 about that so give or take there's yeah 140 no about 100 100 members per per pt um, yeah that's i just think people are, i think i think businesses are realizing that you know those sorts of things and like the rates that they're paying and, and again the model and how you know once you get to the 15 trainers they're all full you can't do anymore you have to then buy a new space you have to lease a new space you have to buy more yeah. equipment you have to make another gym whereas with online you don't there's no there's literally compared to a, a, an in-person business there's no overheads it's going to be it's going to be interesting though because obviously like there's going to be gym the gym model of that list online PTs still need gyms around and there always will be gyms, but they still will need gyms to be able to their clients to train and stuff like that. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. That's the, the hybrid stuff still going to be the king. There'll be, there'll be that middle ground, obviously Yeah, there will be. And, but that's where shit gyms will close. Shit gyms will just go under. Yeah, shit Good gyms, gyms will thrive. Like, that's the thing. So in terms of like quality, our like NPS scores have been through the roof. It's a, a, a net promoter score for anybody that's in the, the health. Well, any, any, kind of uh client facing industry should know what their nps is um and yeah that's just bonkers right now because of how safe it is we've had, uh, we've had no, yeah. no cases come from yeah. first place sorry i shut down um but it's been interesting and, that, and that's so, why as well like with that it's like gyms like pure gyms and stuff won't employ trainers soon there'll just be a gym that opens mm. with, with equipment in it and good trainers will train at gyms like you said like third space or better gyms where they they are valued to some degree yeah to some degree all right so lockdown advice mate i guess we can talk about clients and pt and nutrition and training so we've got in theory we've got four weeks this isn't i'm gonna put out there it's not the time just to work out your four-week periodized plan which is going to be perfect i'd say just write down a week and just repeat it for four weeks Mm -hmm. if i was honest um just to keep ticking over from a training perspective um yeah the weather's shit outside but again like we said this is going to be what actually is happening more now i think gyms are prepared for this and if you do work in a gym certainly in the case for us we will be allowed to take some equipment um away and sign it out and sign it back in so they've actually realized that that's probably a good thing that's okay to do um because obviously it was just like all right as long as they I'm not running away. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sacrifice my job for a kettlebell. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that'd be if I'm assuming. So not a lot of people kept their kit. Hopefully, didn't sell it straight after the first lockdown. Um, keep it for three years. You're gonna need keep it. it. Keep it, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's a good good chance to do some plyo work. Probably some tracks or something might still be open. Obviously, parks you can still do. You can still meet one friend. As far as I can see, there's a lot of arguments on the UKPT. Um, oh, of course, there is. Classic. Or <laughs> people going, can we do one-to-one PT or not outside? And I think you can. Um, I think like there was, there was an example of one-to-one Pilates um, on a question that they were asking the, the UK government. So, I mean... If that's not vaguely the same thing, then you're bonkers. Yeah. You can I do think, I think based on what I, in parks at crack on, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I think based on that, I think it's um, I think it's all right. Yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll say I'll be doing it. So I'll be doing it with just one or two clients, not many like a day, but one or two, and then I'll be just cracking on with some uh, some Zoom stuff, just keeping people going. Um, mm. More than anything else, but it'll be like one or two sessions 
I probably don't just have two sessions a day, to be honest. No. Just enough to wake up and then uh, crack on other work. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think training advice, give to clients. I think, like we said before, like mobility drills, full range stuff, all the body weight you can do, just lots of single limb stuff. I think it's, it's mobility. I, I'd love to people... I think I've followed that advice. I've written for two, three clients right now. I've given them mobility sessions. Literally just, I don't know, mm. 20 to 30 minutes. And that's another thing as well. Don't give your clients 45 minutes to an hour sessions. Um, just, I'd rather them, I said to, today, I was just like, I'd rather you go out for your walk in the morning. It's like, take your kid to school. It's a chance to do that, which is probably not very often for a lot of these guys. They're probably off at work. So it's like, walk your kid to school if you can, cycle them if you can, or just go for a walk before you sit down for your coffee or take your coffee out and then just go go get your four or 5,000 steps before before breakfast. That'd be great. Um, and then it's like, sit down, do that, and then I'm going to write 20 to 30 minutes. That's it, is your... So it doesn't look like a burden in your day as well. Because you haven't got the gym, you haven't got the thing to socialize with. I feel like that's one of the biggest things. So without... Obviously, there's going to be Instagram classes that you can jump in. Um, and if the trainer needs some money and they're doing it for free, then maybe send them a DM and be like, all right, do you have a PayPal link or something like that? Because chances are that, yeah, there's some that are just doing it for free, for free, for free, for free, which I have no idea why. They've either got incredibly wealthy background or I'm just like, what are you doing? Set up a little Zoom link. Go. Mm. I think with it... Uh, or donate, I mean, thought, donate to me or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I think with it, it's... If you've been smashing the gym hard since the last lockdown, take yeah. a deload first week. So <laughs> yeah, yeah take a deload, chill out. Take a deload. Um, <laughs> uh, that's one thing you can do. But yeah, I think like you said, Tom, it's like whatever weights you've got at home, they're probably going to be fairly small, minimal. But again, with that sort of weight, you can work on mobility. So you can do you can do squats, you know, reverse lunges. You can do things that are going to help with mobility with a bit of weight, as we've talked about previously, you know, using weight to, ex- to get into extreme range of motion, stuff like that. Um, but I mean, my attitude's been very much the same as the last one. It's like... It, it's four weeks, like, just calm the fuck down. Yeah, do some stretching, right. do some mobility, do something different, go for runs, go for bike rides if you want to. Um, I, think, but I think I'm going to go for some runs. I think I'm going to do running. I, I considered um, it even before we were in lockdown. I was like, yeah. I feel like, I, and for me, the reason is I feel a bit unfit because obviously I had basketball yeah, and I did that twice a week. And without realizing that was actually quite a bit of, of running, like would be two, you know, on a Sunday, two, two and a half hours. And then on a Wednesday, an hour. Um, and it's, and it made me realize, actually, I just feel like running. I just want to move, um, you know, get a bit out of breath almost. And you still don't really get that from weights usually. So I think there's, there's that, which I might start doing just to, um, just to, just for a laugh, basically, just to see how long I last <laughs> and break down somewhere, get that taste of blood in my lungs, you know? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, and I just think it's, I think it's, again, as always, grossly overplayed by everyone. Um, uh, you know, the, the losses and stuff like that, but uh, muscle losses and things like that. But I think it's, it's just a time to focus on your diet. I, I would always come back to, if I had to pick one or the other, if, I, if someone said to me, you can either be in 100% control of your diet and, never, and not train, or you can be in 100% control of your training, train wherever you want, we're doing whatever you want, but your diet is given to you and you have no, no say in it, I'd rather my nutrition was on point. It's going to be far better for you in, in, in that sort of time frame and, and going to get you better results. So I would, my focus for my clients is going to be on not buying shit and leaving it in the house. Do a little mini cut. Use the four-week period as going, right, just before Christmas, I'm actually going to lose a couple of kilos and feel good. So I've had a lot of clients who have been in for a gaining phase. Again, got back in the gym. They were like, right, I want to gain some muscle, get strong, eat more calories. Cool. 
And now they're actually in a prime position to go, right, I'm going to have four weeks of just lower calories, bit of training, like you said, 30 minutes with what I've got at home um, and then ready to go back into the gym just before Christmas, feeling feeling better that way. Um, and Christmas is going to be a bit different. Yeah, Christmas is going to be way different. But obviously with the 30-minute kind of thing, that was one of the things that people struggled with, wasn't it? It was routine. When they were in lo- yeah. lockdown, they were just like, all right, obviously you're good at it because you've been working from home for like four years, really, essentially. But it's just like, all right, you still need, the routine of like all right it's breakfast time bam go sit down mm. like whatever it is 8 30 9 9 30 that's when you're at your desk or whatever and then you fit in slotting into the day i think the schedule still is a big one so it's definitely something that i do way more over the last like two years than i did previously obviously it's dictated by clients most of the time but i'm just like Ugh. yeah it still has to happen um but yeah the nutrition thing can be scheduled as well i guess because that's especially if you're counting your calories you you work out what times you're having those meals as well and the chances are that considering if you're preparing your calories say you're on 2000 something like that like the chances are that you've already thought about what you're having for dinner and you know what time you have to get up from the office to make it um and do that kind of thing so it's, i think it's a great opportunity again i think we're going to crack on and just do a load more like um, different recipes and stuff i think it's a good time to try that random crap yeah i, th- I think it i just i just think it you know like i said been through the first one they've said it's four weeks kind of easy to get your head around i suppose from a four yeah this this is that's what we felt as well yeah we've been like actually because the last one we were just like don't know how long it felt never ending it felt great because it felt never ending whereas this is a bit more looks and like they had to do it that way yeah well I, I said that to, to law i said they have to i said when he came out and he said he promises that date i was like he literally i don't think he can extend it because the people will just go no mate done yeah. done <laughs> i'm opening like and, and, yeah it's just not going to happen and i think it's you know it's that thing of, we'll give you a chance we'll give you four weeks you've told us the exact date you've given us christmas all that sort of stuff but it is it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shitter i think from that point of view so, so we know it's four weeks so tomorrow, are you going to work out? Uh, no. Are you not going to? The thing <laughs> with me is... Today? No, I did no, yesterday. Right. But, did um, yesterday. But I so, so, okay, what did you what did you do? So I've written down what would be your perfect or what would you do. doesn't matter. Your perfect session and the most advisable last session before lockdown, what would it be? Would, would you go... I, I went off, so I went off plan and my shoulders fucked. Um, I can't pull anything. <laughs> or push yeah. head. this is the thing uh, for me is right. like my my shoulder's been fucked for the last two months and i can't do what i want to be able to do like back, even yeah. get into a back squat position i can't hold the bar properly there and then i can't press and i can't do bench press i can do a bit of pulling but there's only so much pulling and posterior chain work you can do before you think oh, fucking, i'm bored of this um, <laughs> yeah, I know. so for me I, i've kind of said to myself i'm going to use what stuff i've got at home i'm going to train three times a week which is actually more than what i was fucking doing in the gym which is stupid but Again, it's because it's because it's like because with the weights I've got, I know I can lift it with my shoulder being like it is, and I can do all that, and it's not heavy and that sort of thing. And then hopefully that gets my mojo back for that because I know what you're gonna ask me. You're gonna say what well, you know, like you say, what would you your favorite thing to do what, before you? What would be your like, ideal I, session? Yeah, you're not allowed I, to train I, for at a... the moment. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just don't. What would be what would, what would be one. the most advisable then? What would you do for just I mean, a general would... general pop? I, I would do like the, 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 the movements you're not going to be able to do for as long as possible. Things like heavy deadlifts, heavy rows, heavy pulls, um, yep. you know, cause you can do pressing stuff. You can do press ups at home. You can do arm stuff with the lighter dumbbells. You can, again, you can vary squats around a little bit. You can't really replicate heavy deadlift. Um, cause even single leg deadlifts, it's, it's, you could quite strong on it. You're a lot stronger than you are doing single leg squats, for example. Well, I am. Um, <laughs> 
and again same with rows it's very hard to replicate a heavy row um at home so yeah. my advice would be yeah doing doing sort of deadlifts rdls um pull up not pull-ups you pull-ups at home maybe but like lap pull-downs dumbbell rows and funny enough that's exactly what i did on monday that's what i did um yeah but um that's yeah, what I would, I would basically do. all I did, and I haven't back squared. What you, what you wouldn't do is do like really, really high rep lateral raises with like five <laughs> kilos or something. <laughs> like something you can do at home. No, no, no. Like, what, you, what, you, what you actually have to do is you, uh, you, bring, you bring a plyo box over and you put your easy bar with some two kilo, five kilos on that on there, on top of that. And then you grab the rack that I originally wanted to use because I really wanted to safety bar squat, but I had to Olympic bar squat. So I was like, oh fuck's sake, I didn't get it in time. But you take that barbell, then you take a really you get a you get a band and then you, you wrap it around the barbell and then you put mm. a kettlebell on the end band. And for a trainer, I thought, all right, this person's obviously gonna be doing some instability press, like a bamboo press kind of thing like that. I was like, All right, that's I still think they're a bit bonkers, but crack on. No, 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 no. You do some wrist curling exercises so you just leave, you leave it in the rack and then you just roll the barbell so the uh, kettlebell slowly goes up is it, it's like, like he's pulling. practicing for like it's like he's practicing to try and um, what's it like bend a, a pan you know like bend the pan <laughs> what is that movement just like i don't know when you're yeah just rotating a barbell just rotate the barbell so the kettlebell goes all the way up to the top because the because it's attached to a, a rope and like then you well. let it go. Almost like a well. Yeah, like, like a like well. well. It's exactly. Yeah. He's well training. Uh, but even a well has a handle. Um, yeah, you, you just, he just was doing that. Was he? he was like, like, like a bit of paper. got a well that doesn't have any handles. And you got to do that. Believe it or not, that was being done next to me whilst I was back squatting. Um, I found out that they are uh, on. It, he is an arm wrestler. Um, I still don't really get it, if I'm honest. <laughs> All right, Siri. Yeah. Serious? No, because it's 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 more like this, isn't it? I get this, but I suppose yeah, no, I, I suppose you have to have strong forearm to, to hold because you have to do that, that kind position. of grip down bit that false grip. Yeah. This Mate, they don't do. question him because don't question him because they'll just arm wrestle you and you're done. I know, of course, everybody knows the strongest arm wrestler is the strongest guy. <laughs> yep. Fact. <laughs> Fact of life. I mean, I've never, I've never won an arm wrestle either, so I'm weak, weak all over. But um, but yeah, I went exactly that. I just, I was just like, I'm just gonna work up to some singles on back squats. I don't I haven't back squat in a long time, so I only worked up to like 140, 150, and then I was just like, that'll be enough. Um, I don't want to end up injuring myself as well. <laughs> so I was just like, I just like to know what's kind of naturally there. And bearing in mind, I have not bilaterally squatted since pre-lockdown probably um yeah yeah always, I'm, I'm, missing, always know what's there. No. I'm missing that sort of stuff i think for me i'm i really want to get back into a solid program i think i need to set myself a goal i think i'm gonna do a photo shoot next year i'm really pushing myself because I, I just need a goal to, to to train for do something with i'm nowhere near Dan needs to pay for a coach if anybody's interested apply for to yeah. be Dan's no, coach. I'm, I've, <laughs> I've, I've got so i'm hopefully by hopefully by the new year we'll be somewhat in the new house and we'll kind of yeah. hopefully i'll be able to get hold of some fucking gym equipment um but if not i am going to hire someone i think i've got someone in mind who i want to go with um but i'm just going to do me. like no. yeah it's definitely not you um <laughs> but yeah i think then i'll probably just do like six months towards a shoot and maybe do a shoot out in dubai or something like <gasps> is it um, someone is it rhyme with ethan cox no 
<laughs> I was going for Stephen Box. Jeez. Oh right, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I did, I, Ethan threw me off there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, Ethan, is the same as no, Evan, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if he even coaches anyone anymore. Um, I think so. But yeah, I'll um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I know I've someone. I think I mean again, just to do my training stuff, my nutrition stuff, sort of sound. I'll be alright with that. Um, yeah, whatever, mate. Yeah, yeah, true. Fair point. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those where it's um, I I've just realised this year, like we've we again this year it's just been shit and it's been whatever hard, but. I've realised I need just need something to focus on. I need a reason to train because I'm shit at train, training without. True. Uh, I just can't push myself to that point. I find that I just go, I just stick with comfortable weights and I just lift. You know, there's no desire to kind of do much more. And I think, and again, it's because basketball's not been on. Again, before that was my motivation was I was like, get strong, you know, get powerful so that I can perform well there. And I know it's only recreational, but it's still a reason to train. It's like you want to feel good when you do it. Um, and because it's all stopped, I've just not been bothered. So. I do need to get that back, which I'm looking forward to, I think, but I think it will be the new year when it, when it does happen. Um, again, get the house shit sorted. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so that ends up last session, lockdown. Um, what I have written on the top, so we'll end, end this show with this, right? So Lad Bible were doing a little poll on their uh, oh, yeah. Instagram, mate. And it, was, it did get me thinking. It did get me thinking. I was just like, oh, that's a great topic. doesn't take um, much. Brilliant. Um, yeah, apparently it is National Sandwich Day. Okay, I see what yeah. this is. And getting. also, also, um, we've seen Pret um, because obviously Pret bought out Eat, um, and okay. Eat always had really good uh, pigs and blankets rolls. Mm-hmm. They were insane and like that kind of thing. But apparently, they're the they're Pret are going to do the Eat ones. So they're bringing them into there, and that's that's a great like sandwich, and like the Christmas is, yeah. Christmas sandwiches are fantastic. So mm-hmm. the turkey stuff in, blah blah blah, that kind of thing, cranberry sauce heated. So um, yeah, we'll go through the the sandwiches that Lab Pible put up, and I guess we can even do like what is the best ranking order, um, or just like a yes or no, whether you agree it is good. So we've got we've got a few here, right? And then we can decide what is the best sandwich. What is a, what is a go-to sandwich? What you like either within the sandwich section of like a Tesco, what would you normally pick or what would be your perfect sandwich? Um, because those are two that are incredibly well, different Pret, things, really. Pret always yeah. do very, very good sandwiches. Like Pret I does. think yeah. I do like their chicken and avocado, for example. Very, chicken very good sandwich. Good. Yeah. I, I always, always go like their baguettes. I've got to admit, I get I'm a yeah, baguette like, person normally than a than a sandwich. I always but, like an all day breakfast. I don't think you can go too far wrong with an all day breakfast um, sandwich. I also like a New Yorker. You know, like you get the beef, oh, the pastrami, Emmental, and, pastrami the, uh, and the gherkin. The gherkin, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice little that. crunch to it, it. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, with one of those, I'm like, I need it warm. It's not as yeah. it's better warm than it is cold. Mm, maybe. I don't, I don't mind them cold either. Um, salt beef, a salt beef Reuben is right up there. Oof. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, but now we're going to get into variations of sandwiches. Now this is just like this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. About, like, if you're talking about traditional sandwiches, like in the boxes, triangles, like, no, those you know, ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I guess um, the ones you can buy, I would go for. Uh, yeah, it's still I, a I always used, it's still I a always used to get the Christmas one, like the turkey yeah, stuff I, in. 
Yeah. I think that would be my, my standard. I think if, I would if you were to start, if you, if you were going to start branching out into baguettes and like I said, bagels and stuff, then, then the option, the options become much different, but just that sandwich alone, it's either for me, the New Yorker style sandwich, um, or the Christmas sandwich. I think I would go Christmas. So Turkey stuffing with crumb. Yeah. I, I think I would that would to, be, I would be, I would that would the agree. one I'd go for in terms of the Tesco aisle sandwich, whatever fast food bit. Um, if I've got a completely free choice. All right, so the, the, the sandwiches they've given us. So yes, no, delicious. Rate them out of, what are we going to rate them out of? 10? It's pretty standard, isn't it? Um, the bacon butty. Ooh, solid choice, that, isn't it? Yeah. A good this 8 out of 10. Also, yeah, I'm going to go 8 or 9 out of 10. Shove an egg in there, then you're, then you're laughing. Um, also, this is where we're going to differ, right? The only reason that bacon is that. the only reason that bacon is eight though is because everyone likes the bacon done differently. Correct. Yeah, it's tough. So I'm I'm on like, the crispy side, but then always yeah. crispier. Always. If it's yeah, I always crispier normally, and then I, I don't want a ham you, sandwich. I wanted a ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <a> ham sandwich. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What what? This is where we're going to differ. I'm guessing because you're from the north. Um. So what sauce are you putting on that? Again, depends on what sort. If it's the traditional red and brown, red. If it's, if I'm allowed to pick what I want, I'm having tip tree brown sauce because it's just, it's like a Ooh. mix between the two. From my end, that's from my end, that tip It tree. is, yeah. It is, it's nice. It's very, very nice. I'm going um, red and mustard. Ridiculous. <laughs> we got plain ham sandwich. Oh, who oh, buys them from that shop? Like who? Isabel eats them. She, she loves to have plain ham sandwich. Like that's like a two out of ten. It's like I'd rather not have anything. Yeah, there you go. I said it. Buttered, buttered bread would have been just as good. No, absolutely fine. Uh, all right, this is a classic uni. The fish finger sandwich. Oh, Ooh, solid choice. <laughs> that's got to be up at nine out of ten, surely. Yeah, that's good. It's like getting that your protein in there. The fish finger's actually pretty but good. you can't find that wise. in shops. That's a bit... Uh, I know, we're, a bit not, we're not talking about... This is talking about yeah. lab Bible now. These bacon mutties, you can find in shops, yeah, but like mm. you've got to get yeah. bacon. So we could find a fish finger sandwich, I'm sure. All right. Uh. <laughs> the chip butty. The chip sandwich. So this is literally, if anybody doesn't know what this is, um, there's probably some international people because, um, in fact, my girlfriend might know what this is. Um, this is literally put chips inside a sandwich. There's got to be a hefty amount of butter to make this work. Yes. My, uh, and, and also, like, again, sauce. Like, you know, you're going to have red sauce. Some people have mayo, garlic mayo. Garlic mayo chips in a butty. Can you imagine that? That's just That's carbon fat overload, isn't it? But... Um, <laughs> But, but by the way, the, the mayo, mayo on chips, what is that about? That's, that's, I love mayo on chips, mate. What, about? what is that? It's not. Why, why are you doing that? French do that, don't they? It's the French thing. It's lovely. Great. All um, right. Let's copy everything. The <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would give that a, a six out of ten because, again, it depends on what chips. The only chips that work with that, in my opinion, would be chip, chip chips. shop chips. Yeah. That's the only, they're the chip only chips. ones. And then I can, imagine a, that, but, I can imagine that McDonald's chips in there, mate. I can imagine it would work, but you just wouldn't do it because it's not going to happen. So you can't go for like the McCain's or, you know, the ones in between that doesn't work. It has to be chip. No one's getting, chips. no one's putting oven chips in that. No, no. All right. Well, no, they do, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, just hand by myself. The tuna mayonnaise. 
Again, standard. I, like, I had a tuna mayo. I, I, yeah, I like a tuna mayo every now and again. Again, That's it's six. six. It's a six. six seven, it's a six. six seven, it's not. Eight. It's nothing groundbreaking, but it's, uh, it's dependable. Right, the James the... Milner of sandwiches, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken and bacon. Overrated, in my opinion. Correct. It is overrated. There you go. Because you probably... because you can't taste either. It's just mayonnaise. No, it's just all mayo, and you kind of want. It's like if it's chicken, all right, then you might as well have a chicken salad and be slightly healthier. Or and you want the bacon butty because you want the bacon hot. Bacon cold is never as good as hot. And if you wanted both of those together, you just have the chicken club sandwich. Yeah, have a chicken club. And then you got don't you have? Isn't there a chicken triple? There's a chicken triple. Isn't yeah, it? so yeah, right. same. So it's got a bit of bread in the middle, yeah. hasn't it? It's got like chicken. And then you got the then you got the bacon lettuce tomorrow. All right, this is an interesting one, and obviously far better normally like homemade, um, because there's never enough filling. So, so shop bought ones, never enough filling. Egg mayo. Yeah, I do like egg mayo though. Mm. Uh, I I give that a seven. I like an egg mayo. Really? No, no, no. They're bad. I shop, prefer shop bought ones are bad. Yeah, homemade. I wouldn't buy it in a shop. At yeah. home, I'd make it, and it has to be on a in a roll. It can't be in a sandwich, Ooh. egg mayo. I always like them in rolls, you know, like the soft rolls. In a sandwich there, look. No, not in a sandwich, in a roll. Like a brioche look, that bun look roll. good, that one. That, that one looks good. Um, all right. We've, this is the next level for ham. This is what people should... If you're just having ham, sort your life out. Ham and cheese is way better. It is better, but again, still... Still four or five, but it's better. And yeah. you also toast that bad boy. Yeah, what you then you get towards five six. There we go. Now you're up again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like make that and like kind of ham and cheese omelet, like sandwich. Then you're talking. Just put some eggs, wick it up, boom. And then you might as well just have bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cheese melts. Ooh. All right, this one's another, another sausage and do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got off the rails on that one. Um, <laughs> change the sandwich. Get rid of the yeah. Okay, the sausage. The Not as good sandwich. as bacon. It's not as good as the bacon one. This is a classic kind of, I don't know, you're out and about like at golf or at a sports thing. I think a sausage sandwich. You only ever find it at like a, a village fete kind of place. Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah like, that's where you're going to. Like, you're at a carnival. All oh, right, we'll do sausage sandwiches from that. I think there's a fine line thing. with that because I feel like if it's too like herby, it's like, nah, not interested in that. But then it's, it can also be quite too bland if you get like also, a really like, how cereal to based sandwich. You have to cut the sausage in half. Nobody exactly. wants the whole sausage there. That's a hot dog. Yeah, hot that's dog. unmanageable as well. Because if it's particularly good sausage, they're quite juicy. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, and burn your mouth and everything. Burn your mouth, boom, and everything. And it's going to be a lot easier to bite. So that's the issue with that. You want to leave some sausage behind. Otherwise, you take the whole sausage with one bite. That's not that's no bueno. Man. Not what it's about. Exactly. Um, the cheese and pickle. Better. I, I'm a controversial. Better than cheese and ham. That. Wow. No, that's not happening. Cheese and pickle. I like cheese and pickle. Yeah. What is that? That's just... No. It's nice, that's mate. The it's sandwich. Those are the, that's like the bounty. That's the bounty celebration. No. Sandwiches, mate. That's, no, that's the ham like... sandwich is the bounty. No, the <laughs> ham. No. <laughs> All right, this one, this one, well, I concur with beef and mustard. We'll put salt beef and mustard. It's probably the normal one, but yeah. Very beef. good. Beef and mustard. Any kind of, yeah, some... So the, once, if you've had roast beef and there's like beef cuts, so some nice topside for the day after, 
from the roast mm. and then like your mum's cut it all up all nicely put it in the fridge and you put that in a sandwich day after oh that's just exactly the same as the the boxing basically should be a boxing day sandwich really shouldn't it yeah that's yeah. like i'm with you on that you're, you're doing the turkey the leftover turkey the leftover stuffing smashing that in put some cranberry put some any put the um the classic classic gravy soaked slice in there you got to put the moist maker Everybody knows what this oh, is. Oh, you that. stole that the from... maker. <laughs> In Stolen. There. It happens. I'm salivating during this episode, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then what have we got? We've got the crisp, Sami. No, I didn't get this. Never have. I did. I like it. I'm a, I'm and a no, fan. It has to be another... It's added to another sandwich to add texture. You wouldn't have it on its own. Yeah, I like. I do like that. If you've got another sandwich that doesn't have that much texture, it's just quite kind of bleh, sloppy. Like you cheese put that in, yeah, and then you're like, all right, that'd be good. That you can crack that in. And I've done just this crisp sandwich. You have to pick the right crisps. Nobody's putting prawn cocktails in there. You got to go like for a good cheese and onion. I just don't get why it w- why it, what why it's worth it. You just eat the crisps on their own if you want the flavour of them. Like it just it's good though. Somehow it mixes with the butter. It's quite nice. It is, it is quite nice, I think. Um, this one does, doesn't seem very popular. and I actually love this stuff. It's corned beef. I do like corned beef. I love corned yep. beef. I think it's great. Everybody's like, oh, what? It's in a tin? Great. Great things are in a so tin. So what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's surprisingly expensive. It's actually yeah. <laughs> like two or three quid per tin. I was like, Crazy, wow. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I love a corned beef sandwich. But I used to really like corned beef hash when I was younger. Corned beef hash, yeah, that's a northern thing. But I actually had that at a wedding once, corned beef hash. Up in New- it was up in Newcastle, mate. That's um, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, corned beef's good sandwich. So, Oh, and apparently, um, and the last one that they put in, obviously you can, you can talk about some if, if they've missed any. Like BLT, for example. That's a pretty standard sandwich, isn't it? Mm. Um... The microwave noodle. Who's putting super noodles in a sandwich? Probably a student. That's a student thing, isn't it? Mm. I've never done that. I never will do that. <laughs> I never will. No, but I'm going. My favourite sandwich will be Boxing Day sandwich. Now to, mm. that is now coined the Boxing Day sandwich. I have to agree. The Boxing Day sandwich, I think, is uh, is the one. Bit of gravy in there, like you said, bit of bread, bit of gravy. But it, uh, I'm just going to be controversial, throw it out there. It's only it's only worth doing, in my opinion, if you do it with one of those half-baked baguettes. But Ooh, yeah, they're good, aren't they? I mean, that's a bit my opinion. You've got, you got to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, but I see what I do with that as well is like, I then you then layer it up and you cut the baguette in two, so it's half. So you've got the, the rather than like open, if you like open them and stuff the stuff in, you have to cut it in half. Yeah, cut it in you half layer so you can layer. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you layer the turkey, the stuff in, the, the the gravy, you know, the gravy bits, soaked bits of bread, the you know, the stuff in the cranberry sauce, a bit of mayo, and it's like squashed in roast potatoes if you've got any left over, squashed in. It's good. Like that. Yeah. Very very good. <laughs> that's the sound it makes, perfect. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now, and I'm just like, that's it. That's perfect. I know. Well, well, we've set everybody's mood up because who doesn't love the sandwiches? And you've got that look to look forward to, basically, in a month and a bit. There you go. Ooh, got me salivating, mate. All right, we'll end it with that happy note. Um, any other business? No, not from me. No, nah, not from me. Obviously, we. 
podcasting still stays through lockdown. I mean, yeah, if we, we're not, if we're we not get, doing, we're not committing to more than one a week. Like <laughs> we might do it if we get bored, but yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, me and Dan actually have work to do. We've got um, too much to do now. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, oh shit, we should have been COVID proof. COVID proof your business, peeps. Um, but yeah, if you want to contact us about anything, then do. I guess for Instagram, probably the easiest way if you want any advice through these times. Mm-hmm. Um, then crack on. Obviously, the PTC, we're doing some stuff. Um, we will be probably trying to do some because obviously <laughs> we push this stuff. Obviously, big courses are like four, five, six hundred quid. So we might do some lower kind of tenor, 15 quid based things um, for people, if um, prizes and stuff, whilst this time's going through. Um, just so look on, look out for that on the PTC Instagram and sign up for any newsletters or on that kind of crap. So we might do some lectures or maybe me and Dan will do a lecture. Fuck it. Lecture. Chat. <laughs> round <laughs> table. To talk about, I don't know. Yeah, round table. That'd be fun. We should, we should probably set that up for halfway through lockdown. PTC with biceps and banter round table. That'd be fun. God, that would just be full of shit, wouldn't it? There'd be no, con- there'd be no content. It'd be just, <laughs> just chatting crap. <laughs> Me, Luke, Gordon, and then uh, you lot just going nuts. Right, we could, we could do that. Why not? Get Gordon not, involved. Eh? Get Gordon involved. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. We need someone who doesn't know what they're talking about in there. Exactly. It's <laughs> all that good. <laughs> right, um, that's enough for us anyway. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next week. Catch you later. Happy lockdown, peeps.